up y'all what's happening out there in internet or land correct wing weekly episode number seven over here on let's be frank as well as the last american podcast hope all is well out there we chilling 503 p.m eastern time on wednesday i'm steven i'm not frank i'm gringo frank that's right bargain bin frank replacement frank fraudulent frank i know you're expecting frank but you shouldn't at this point this episode seven Oh my goodness, if you don't know it's me at this point, I don't know how to help you out with this stuff, guys. We're chilling right now out here. We've got a good show planned for you right now on uh, Correct Wing Weekly where we attack the right from the right from a correct wing perspective. Hope you are doing well out there. We have a guest coming on today. Haven't had a guest in a couple weeks. We have a YouTuber named Anna Voltus coming on today. His, uh, his stuff is his stuff, his stuff. <laughs> consummate professional his links are below in the show description he's a writer and a podcaster and a youtuber swell guy i've uh, met him one time in person at an applebee's it was lovely he came out he's releasing a book soon called a manifesto for the americans conservative so we're gonna, we're gonna be going through that today at around 5 30 should have him on the show for about 45 minutes to an hour we're just gonna try to get to the nuts and bolts of why he wrote the work, I mean, it's probably, it's maybe a little bit self-explanatory for you. It's a manifesto for the American conservative. But uh, Anna Voltis is a very unique thinker and a very clear thinker. He's a strong Christian. I've had him on my show a couple times. 
and I wanted to get him on today to talk about uh, his writings. I mean, I'm, I'm working my way through the book. He has some personal notes at the end of the book that I'm pretty much done with, and I think I read the first three chapters. We don't have uh, time to go through a 180-page or so book today. But I'm gonna. I'm really appreciating. Uh, you know, Anavoltis. When we when we talked, he said that. Uh, you know, he talks about church and state and the relationship with, between religion and politics in the book. And uh, he's got. Some, whoa, that's really loud. I'm sorry. Hit the wrong button. <laughs> I was turned up. Uh, but yeah, he's got some really good thoughts on that stuff. So I'm looking forward to uh, having Anavoltis on in 25 minutes. If you want to go in the show description, you can find his YouTube and his social media and things like that. He, he wrote a, uh, a book, I think about a year and a half ago, called Actionable Justice in, uh, when he was preparing for a debate. So let's get in some news first. I'll say hi to you guys over here over here in the live chat. Should be a swell show. We should be sliding, around, uh, sliding out of here around 6.30, 6.45 Eastern time today. I'm not feeling very well, a little bit under the weather, weather a little small fever. So forgive me if I have to mute my mic to sneeze and stuff like that. In fact, I might have to do so right now. I'm going to have to mute it, get to the mute button. It was a false alarm. What's up, everybody? Welcome. Sissy May, Vic McCartan, Duke Fanshawe. Hi, everybody. Anthony Horatius, my brother. My brother. <laughs> my other thing. Ronnie. I said, did I say Ronnie twice? No, I didn't. Hello, Ronnie. Let's get in some news before we uh, get Anna Voltis on in here. All right, guys? Glad you're here. So, yeah, the Democrats, they say this little line. I remember a couple years ago, Eric Swalwell said that you know, Americans are going to need nukes. They've really, I look, the last three or four days, the Democrats have really stepped up this violent rhetoric or calling us violent, calling us fascist. Joe Biden called uh, Trump voters fascist. The press secretary, whatever her name is, said that um, if, you're a, if you voted for Trump, you're a danger to this country. But Joe Biden said this in a presser, I think, yesterday. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe, if you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need a, something a little more than a gun. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, dude. It's like not a lot, lot of love for your countrymen there. But we've been in this situation for a while. You know, the topic of the, of the show today is, you know, well, I guess the name of the show is uh, Church and State. And one of my points that I've said a, for a while about this, maybe not so related to this clip, is that people are made to worship. We will worship something. And what... These liberals do essentially they worship the self. They worship the individual, individual rights and freedom to sin, rather freedom from sin. So I mean it's like a lot of them say they're Christians, but what does that really mean? I mean, Joe Biden says he's a Catholic, but he's pro abortion. So I'm really excited to talk to Anna Voltis. He's a very, uh, very clear mind on this stuff. Called MAGA terrorist group. I'll take an F fifteen. I believe I believe you would. Again, a little bit under under the weather, but I'm feeling good. I'm blasting the the AC. I'm just blasting it, overpronouncing the B in blast. Some more Biden stuff. I mean, a lot of I mean, there's been more so many developments with the Biden Trump Fed thing that I sometimes forget what we covered and we haven't. You know, it says if Democrats win midterms, they will codify Roe v. Wade and ban assault weapons and make sure no one can steal an election again. In our hands if we just vote the charisma of a sponge if we elect two more senators we keep the house and democrats we're gonna get a lot of unfinished business we're gonna get done folks look we'll codify roe v wade we'll ban we'll ban assault weapons we'll protect social security medicare we'll pass universal pre-k 
We'll restore the child care tax credit. We'll protect voting rights. We'll pass election reform and make no, make sure no one, no one ever has the opportunity to steal an election again. Yeah, 2024 is very important, by the way. Very important. He's running on abortion and, and on demand and taking away guns. Yeah, and just free Gibbs for everybody. Called on the wrong reporter the other day. We always got the funnies over here. I took control. I shouldn't do that. I'm not allowed to do that, he says. Look at that voice. Thank you so much. Uh-oh. Come on. Work thing and mess with my timing. Uh, I'll just keep doing this until it loads. Uh, Where everybody thought anything would go. Listen to that. Wow. Where everybody thought anything would go. Thank you so much, Mr. President. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I took control. I shouldn't do that. I'm not allowed to do that. Go ahead. You tell me. I think we're going to go ahead and um, have the rest of the conversation um, close to us. Thank you all so much. Yeah, I mean, come on. The idea that he's in charge or whatever is just is just asinine at this point. This is an interesting one. He says, uh, you don't know, I'll just let the man the speak for himself. Burn it all down politics of MAGA Republicans continues to be a drumbeat. You stole the election! Now, of course, this being YouTube, that guy's wrong. It was free and fair and Biden... Honestly, it was the he had the most votes in human history, not even American history, in human history. This is just an unhinged lunatic. Boo. Boo in the name of Frank's channel. Boo. No. Joe won. At least I have to say that. No, I no, I do mean that. Sorry, no, I do. Mean, sorry, <clears throat> I broke character. First, first in history, a, a first lady physically moving the president backwards while he's speaking to the press. And also, and let's do a few more, and we'll close down with this musical break. Um, President Biden has been ignoring calls from Israel, and the White House excuse is as pathetic as one would expect. What's the excuse? Is it Shabbat? What is it? They buried it. Huh. Oh, it's summer vacation. Okay, come on. That's what his ringtone sounds like. Homeland Security paid nearly half a mil to build a security fence around uh, around uh, Biden's Delaware beach house. And I'm confused because I thought border walls were for racists. Whatever, bro. Let me get this wall. Let me get this. Build the fence. Biden beach house barrier cost swells nearly nearly five hundred thousand um, dollars. This one's crazy, right here. I mean, look. I mean, they did all but confirm the authentic authenticity of this diary right here, because um, the people got charged with something. I don't know. In uh, 
I don't know about in fact, I guess. I mean, it seems to me that it's true, right? I, I just, it's weird because I don't know what I can say and not say. It not being, it, it being Big Daddy Frank's channel. The Biden DOJ is prosecuting the two people who found Ashley Biden's diary. I'm not good at playing by the rules, guys. Don't look at me, okay? It's not like I'm on camera or whatever. Uh, two people who find Ashley, found Ashley Biden's diary where she claims President Biden forced her to take showers with him as a child and gave it to Project Veritas. Nothing fishy about that at all. <laughs> Pleads guilty conspiracy to, con- to commit interstate transportation of stolen property. You hear that boop? Yeah, that was... Uh, that's something, yeah, for sure. Uh, Florida residents plead guilty to conspiracy. I already read that, sorry. Leaked diary detailed how Joe Biden took inappropriate showers with her when she was a child is confirmed as authentic. So I guess they can say it, I can say it, right? Frank, take care of me, right? <laughs> and so Corrine Jean-Pierre has uh, absolutely no answer for, the, uh, for who will pay for Biden's student loan bailout. For that, and that... that- Again, here's what we have done. Here's what here's about how much it might cause. It might not cause who is paying for this. What we are saying is the the work that this administration has done, the work that the Democrats in Congress has done is actually there. And you see that the one point seven trillion deficit in deficit uh, deduction that you see is is going to benefit us in being able to do something for the middle class, to do something for the middle class. This is about doing something for people who make less than $125,000, $1.7 trillion. That's what we've been able to do. But when you forgive debt, you're not just disappearing debt. So who is paying for this? And then I'll give you the second part. We lifted the pause, right? We're going to lift the pause uh, at the end of this year, which is going to matter, right? Which is going to offset uh, a lot of what, what we're doing as well. Uh, when you think about the, the $4 billion that are going, that's going to go back uh, into, as, as revenue, back into uh, this process of folks uh, paying, paying, right, their college tuition, that matters as well. So we are doing this in a... Yeah, it's just trash, like the, the non-answer stuff. I just wonder if it's ever been a real... I mean, there's deception involved in any type of power, but I just wonder when it's been real. Not in our lifetime, I believe. I think the money system's kind of fake. Not kind of, it's very fake. But you know what's real is this song right here from Joe Biden. What's the song that is played where everybody is on the chair, everybody, at the, you know, uh, go, going to uh, the, uh, you know, my mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. I'm going to lose track. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Where the hell are you? My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I headed? I keep forgetting I'm present. Where am I? No idea. Last night on the uh, television, uh, uh, television, I was on the telephone. Rapidly rising uh, 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 and with, uh, with uh, I don't know. COVID has taken more than 100 years. America's a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was inflicting a brigade of season, they'll be gotten gains of Putin's autocracy. NATO's purpose is defend against aggression. Let me make, let me make, let me near and dear to you that you would like to be able to. Anyway. I'm. My mind's going blank now. What's 
Yo, this one's all right, by the way. So people have sent me a lot of these songs. This one's okay. Biden is kind of a true artist over here. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What's going on here? Where the door? My mind's going blank now. that one man if he would just do that stuff full-time that'd be great uh by the way uh got it so i got anna Volta's coming on in about 10 minutes katie zed made the uh the thumbnail for today so if you guys so i promote the people that make the thumbnails try to do that reciprocating things we got frank in the chat thank you frank frank is linking katie zed's uh channel right now and once i do an, a little intro for anna Voltis, i will link his stuff as well but make sure you sub to katie zed and anna Voltis. I think both of those are below in the show description. Let's do like about 10 minutes of this Trump stuff, and then we'll uh, talk about the big, big topic of the day. This is big news right here. The top FBI agent with anti-Trump tweets, not that it matters, who convinced, I mean, it does matter because it's just normalized. I mean, it does matter, but I'm just so, uh, you know, seeped in this stuff at this point. Every, everyone's a partisan, including me. You know, top FBI agent with anti-Trump tweets who convinced the agency to investigate Trump and just resigned after allegations that he shielded Hunter Biden from security. People are saying that this might be the fall guy right here, Timothy Tybalt. If you've been, if you followed the impeachment and the election uh, from years past, this guy's name will ring a bell. Timothy Tybalt, top agent Timothy Tybalt at the Washington field office reportedly resigned from his post last week after facing intense scrutiny over allegations. He helped shield Hunter Biden from criminal investigation into his laptop and business dealings. We're just gonna have to wait and see on a lot of this stuff. I mean, I'm not really one to, I mean, we run this show every week, so we're gonna touch base on it, but I think it really comes down to who's in power and you know who's making the decisions and things like that. that you know, when there's this much in, inconsistency, you know, pe- you know, in my opinion, people, the people in power can kind of do what they want, whether that be government or academia, but they're all kind of a part of the same club. So we'll see what happens in 2024. But in my opinion, they want to arrest Trump for whatever they can get him on. And, you know, top level. Uh, I remember talking about this when the news broke, you know, a year ago. Hunter Biden, so it's 2020, of course. The Hunter, Bi- Hunter Biden laptop happened. And basically the story was banned from all social media. Um, they released the uh, redacted version of, uh, of the search warrant at Mar-a-Lago. And... You know, people were memeing it because it was heavily redacted. But a statement, statement from Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States of America. Make America great again, of course. Trump can meme. He's like our only memeing president. Mike says the FBI is trying to look like it's cleaning house. It's not. However, it does show that the FBI knows its integrity is in question. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, how can it not know at this point, right? 
What are you guys saying over there in the live chat? You enjoying the song? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Got some memes cool down within a second. Huh, this is a video from Timothy Tibble. That's kind of interesting right here from 2020. It says, so people dug up these old, uh, so FBI Portland, what is the FBI doing to combat election fraud? ASAC, Timothy Tibalt from FBI field office, I believe, Washington field office, talks about our role investigating federal election crime. So this is the guy that just stepped down and it's not working. Great, you're messing with my timing, bruh. Come on. Is it my internet? My internet's fine. Let's try that again without the oops. Just rewind tape. It's not working. Dang it. We'll give it a second. Truth Social was just banned from was just banned from the Google App Store. That's huge news saying that their policy is not in line with the App Store's the App Store's policy on misconduct. I don't know what the actual language is, but they got denied. That's what matters. But this headline says Trump was denied there's trademark for Truth Social. New report hints hints that things are going to get much worse. This is from five days ago. But they got denied for their uh, at the App Store. They got kicked off the App Store yesterday. So it's not good, man. Not being in the mainstream sucks. Okay, you can't get stuff done. I'm telling you, the, the, the solution to this stuff is for the government to reform the mainstream in all ways and it's going to be hard with this regime not just biden but like the the status quo regime of the last 30 or 40 years in place we need regime change and obviously peaceful and moral but the main if they kick you out of the mainstream you're not in the game which means you can't win the game which is why people not in the game don't win simple i thought so i thought so here's tibalt The FBI is charged with protecting the rights of all Americans, including their right to vote. While the responsibility to ensure a fair election process lies primarily at the state and local level, the FBI takes Yikes. <laughs> allegations of election-related violations of federal law seriously. The FBI investigates federal election crimes that generally fall into three categories, campaign finance crimes, voter ballot fraud, and civil rights violations. The FBI Washington Field Office works with our state and federal partners to engage with other law enforcement partners and provide resources about the FBI's role in elections. Yeah, man, I just don't trust the system. Maybe I should trust people more. I don't think I should. I don't think that's on me. I don't think the system is trustworthy. Here's Zuckerberg on, um, so we're going to play a couple more. Uh... Let's play a couple of these these uh, clips, and then we'll get Anna Valtis in here. Okay, again, I just got to say, especially for, you know, I don't know pl- if plausible deniability is the right word, but Frank, listen to me, dude. I'm just playing a, a clip from Rogan. I'm making zero claims. I'll let the smart people in the live chat, like, infer what they are going to infer. But l- listen, I'm washing my hands clean of this here. I'm absolved of any wrongdoing here. How do you guys handle things when they're a, a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York yeah, we Post. have that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us. Uh, some some folks on our team. The FBI came to us. Like, hey, um, 
just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What we do. Be, well, sorry, I'm supposed to not editorialize here. Is we have. Um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we we also have this third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And for the, I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being um, being determined whether it was false, um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it, you could still consume it, so when um, you say the distribution has decreased, in, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less, so fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely. Nah, man, people got straight up banned for sharing that on Facebook. What percentage? I mean, he might he's might be right about that too. I, I but people got banned at the time. Off the top of my head, but it's 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 meaningful. But I mean, but basically, a um, a lot of people are still able to share it. We got a lot of complaints that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously this is a hyper political issue. So depending on what side of the political spectrum, you either think we didn't censor it enough or censored it way too much. But right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, it's a like very professional law enforcement. They come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something. Then I want to take that seriously. Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I no, I, I don't remember if it was that specific. <laughs> no, no, he said that, that. Look, the closed captioning said I know, but he said no. I, I and no. then he said I don't remember. I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was. Yeah, right. I'll buy it for a second. All right, a little bit of comic really. So that was a uh, a viral clip that was going out uh, a couple days ago. Interesting stuff. You know, I don't. Again, look, this is why my youtube streams i delete them after the show and upload upload them solely to odyssey because it's like i don't even know how to how to be strike free at this point but frank does he's a professional let's play this uh funny clip from jamie fox and then we'll get anavaltis on in here uh look i swore that this was like a this is an overdub or something like that but li listen to this trump impression from jamie fox it's a lot of great people on both sides lots of great people on both sides i know ariel he's a great person he couldn't vote for me at the time. Now he can vote for me once he gets out. I love Snoop. Dude, I, that is, I could listen to this all day, dude. There's a lot of great people on both sides. Lots of great people on both sides. I know Ariel. He's a great person. He couldn't vote for me at the time. Now he can vote for me once he gets out. I love Snoop Deal Double G. Great person. So do you love Death Row Records? I love people Death Row. I love Death Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Fake news. I love Death Row. <laughs> And, and I, okay, as a person that has done the Trump impression several times, there are two Trumps, okay? There's the loud Trump and the quiet Trump, but this guy manages to nail both. Watch this. So that's the quiet Trump. Uh, record, uh, Mr. Trump. All of them. All of the death row records. Don't try to pin me down. I see what he just. Excuse me. Fake news. Excuse me. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> So I I look out for they tried to give me the virus. 
yeah, and that's him giving a speech right there. Look out for they you. tried to give me the virus. <laughs> I beat the virus. They tried to, they, they tried to give me the virus. Look, who is they? The they motherfuckers said, I beat the virus. They're like, fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I beat the virus. They tried to, they, they tried to give me the virus. They tried to give me the I beat the virus. They're like, fuck yeah. All right, sweet. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to get some lulls out of the way, guys. All right, so we're going to get Anna Voltis on in here. And uh, let's let me read. Yeah, so he's a podcaster. He's a writer. He had released a book called a uh, Actionable Justice, I think, two years ago in preparation for a debate. And he's now coming out with a book called A Manifesto for American Conservatives. I know most of the people listening in the audience are conservatives. So we're going to talk a little bit about the book. We're going to talk about, you know, separation of church and state and lack thereof, all things like that. I took some notes on his book and things like that. So let's bring Anna Voltis on in, on in here and let's have a little chat. All right. Hello. You hear me? Yes, I hear right, you hey. loud and clear. All right. Awesome, man. How's it going? Welcome to the show. Uh, it's going pretty well. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah. So we got your stuff below in the uh, show description and, uh, you know, people can subscribe to your YouTube channel and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we talked and, you know, you, you came out with this manifesto. So, I mean, I guess in a way that's self-explanatory, it's a manifesto for uh, American conservatives, but it's a very interesting work. I'm uh, working my way through it right now, but I read all your personal notes and I think I'm through the first three chapters. So, um, but you've been on my show a couple of times, but you're talking kind of to a, a new audience here. So why don't you tell people just a little bit about uh, who you are, what's your background and how you came to want to want to write this, this, this book? Well, um, I'm just a, an ordinary guy, but uh, <laughs> really I, I've, I've been on YouTube for a number of years. Uh, I think uh, started late 2014 started out as a gamer. Uh, nowadays, I do more philosophy and, and politics kind, kind of stuff. And uh, I eventually, after the 2016 election, I really started get looking into a lot of more political stuff, really asking the questions of what is it really that we should be trying to accomplish? Uh, how, how, how do you best run a country? Things like that. Getting really into the, the deep political questions. And... Uh, Based on that, I wrote uh, my first uh, book uh, on on justice, actionable justice. Let me just put it up there. Uh, it's it's not a big book, uh, but uh, it, it is available uh, and one of the links below. And uh, m moving on, recently, as the twenty twenty two election uh, is coming, I decided to write. A book about conservatism because, in my opinion, there is a lot of problems really with conservatism having an identity crisis. Uh, for those of you uh, wondering, I also have a professional background uh, working on uh, tax preparation, so I I'm intimately familiar with some elements of a tax code. So I'm not just some random guy that doesn't know anything about. Uh, politics or the internal workings of the government, but I also am well-read. I read philosophers, politicians, historians, uh, a wide array of sources. My new book has uh, 61 different references that I listed. So I certainly think that uh, I, I try to round out my sources as much as I can. 
Yeah, and I will say, I mean, I, I'm hosting a show right now, and people have no people for some reason listen to me. And when I, you know, every time we've had a conversation, you know, I've met you once in in person. I find it pretty hard to keep up how, with how how well read you are and how you're able to argue the other sides and things like that. And you know, in in this day and age, sometimes I, you know, as far as a source. You know, I sometimes trust the person that's their hobby even more because if you're in the field, you can maybe, I don't know, lack some distance from it. And so you you just read and write and think and uh, you have your YouTube channel. And if, if people go to your your uh, <clears throat> if you go go over to your videos over here, they're very well thought out. And I, I'm really impressed with your work. That's why I like having you on on my show. So, you know, one thing that, you know, I, I found you to define pretty well. I mean, you're big on definitions to be uh you know, to be about philosophy, you have to know the meaning of words and you have to be able to trace them to some sort of rational explana explanation of their uh, of their meaning. And people call themselves conservatives in this day and age or right wing or anything like that. Uh, but you managed to define all this stuff. So as far as your your worldview, do you you know, I know the answer to some of this stuff because we've talked before, but do you call yourself like a right winger or a conservative or what is your political and, and religious ideology? Well, uh, religiously, I am a Christian. Um, more specifically, I am affiliated with a Reformed tradition, although I uh, have a great degree of affinity uh, to theologians in other areas as well. I think that there's a lot of good things people can say from a broad variety of sources. Uh, doesn't mean that uh, I, I gloss over the differences, though. Um, more politically speaking, I, I would say that, uh, generally speaking, it, it depends on what you mean when you say right wing, because there's a number of different ways to define it. Yeah. <laughs> as as yeah. you said, I'm, I'm big on definitions. Wow. Um, I, I would say that I, I could be considered uh, right wing in the most old fashioned sense of a word, uh, which is to say the, the question of uh, popular sovereignty versus uh, hierarchy, I, I believe. Yeah that uh of course i i have to have a, a loyalty to god um and that rebellion isn't something that you can just take into your own hands it's something that uh needs to be considered uh more carefully than a lot of people do mm. um and I, I mentioned this when i talk about the founding fathers of america that it, the their decision to rebel against the king wasn't just something that they did because they had grievances against the king. It, it was something that was very careful. It took time for them to make up their minds. And that's a, I, what I see is a big difference between them and a lot of the people today that... Mm. Uh, try to engage with politics where every every time something goes wrong they immediately think we, we need to start killing people and and i think mm. that that's concerning now of course uh the use of force uh is essential uh as as a part of uh, government so i'm not saying that people should be hyper pacifist uh but i am saying that people should be very careful about how they engage in politics Right. Yeah. And so, you know, so obviously, you know, I'm interviewing you right now, but it's your book. And so, you know, feel free at any point. I'm, I'm going to ask some questions and kind of put this in the direction that, you know, I have my over in my notes, but feel free to steer it in any direction that, that you see fit, you know, throughout the conversation, because it's your book. And I, I took, you know, I, you, 
when we spoke, it was kind of you, you said that there's you know, part of the book is about the relationship between religion and politics. And I, I've always you really you really changed my thinking over the last couple of years on uh, really what liberty is, what liberty is and whether it's a essential virtue. You know, you know, what did you write for your three definitions of uh of uh of conservatism virtue order and prosperity and i noticed that liberty is not one of those because you know the question is liberty to do what and once i really started thinking about that i was like whoa because i was a libertarian before my conversations with you and about 50 other people and i was like well i'm this is about right and wrong (laughs) this is about right and wrong and obedience to god not not just being free to do whatever i mean that's basically how i think libertarians think but let's start there why you know you said virtue order and prosperity are the three things that american conservatives and more broadly conservatives in general should should pursue but why let's start with why is liberty not one of those three well the the reason why i don't put liberty at the forefront is the the same reason why a lot of uh the founding fathers uh if you were to really dig deep into them especially the federalist ones wouldn't put it at the forefront because liberty by itself isn't really something that you can go off of. What you need is an understanding of what's right and wrong. Uh, How do we, if if you're building a government, you need to figure out how does it work? So, and you also need to uh, find a way to actually get to what you're trying to accomplish. So Mm -hmm. that's why uh, people like, Alexander Hamilton spoke relatively negatively about uh, Athenian democracy yep. because they believed that that type of government wouldn't really bring them into what they were trying to accomplish. So in the case of uh, liberty, I I don't hate liberty. I love liberty. Just like yeah, you say it in the book, did. by the way. Yeah, it says yeah. it in the book. So yeah, yeah, I just want to get that out there. So, right? <laughs> so b- before anybody says, oh, this guy wants to take away your liberties, that's not true. Uh, what I say is, that, well, I, I just don't consider liberty to be a virtue in itself. Mm-hmm. It's something that you need to arrive at through something and you need to justify it. So th- that, that is to say that liberty is very useful. It is something that is desirable. It's something that's enjoyable, uh, but it's not something that by itself should be the basis of an ideology or movement. The reason why conservatives in America like liberty is because they have seen the advantages that it gives them and they have enjoyed it. And I don't think that that's something that uh, should be rejected. I think it's something that can be embraced. I think that, uh, of course, the the problem becomes when you become a a liberal, that is, you, you take liberty and then you make it the center of all things. And that's where you end up getting a bit unbalanced. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and again, I mean, I, there's so many of these things I just kind of took for granted in 2018, 2019. I, you know, what you said earlier about kind of being part of the old right or in the, I don't know, I think you said in the old sense of the word where it's really about hierarchy. That's why I call myself a right winger rather than a conservative, because a lot of most people, you know, that kind of, it kind of gets it out of the way. You know, like I'm a right winger. And if they're like, why I'm like, because I believe in order, I believe in hierarchy. Um, but you you think that order is one of the three basic things that conservatives for should should strive for. So let's go through those three points right here. So as far as virtue, 
you know, you know, can you can one define virtue without without religion, without God, or do you think there is like a is a secular or I don't know non Christian way to go about that? Well, uh, there's a lot of people that have tried to define virtue without God. Uh, for, for example, you look at Plato, Aristotle, uh, the Stoics, Confucians, um, and I, I don't think that they're right in how they assign the origin of virtue. However, I do think that even if you are uh, ignorant or uh, reprobate, I think that virtue is accessible to all people to some degree. So in that sense, that, that, that's an important point I make, uh, that everybody has some understanding of virtue, even if they don't have a full understanding of where it comes from. Mm. Um, now, much like what, much like wisdom, I guess. Right. I mean, if like knowledge and wisdom, you know, comes from God, ultimately someone can still is access to part of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Or like the, the love in a yeah. marriage marriage uh, in, in Christian theology, for example, marriage is in some way representative of something greater and that is the the marriage of uh, Jesus Christ with the church. Uh, but marriage is something that God has given to all cultures um, and it is something that can be enjoyed uh, by all different kinds of people. Uh, and I'm not going to say that it's a bad thing that somebody else has uh, received this. Now, in, in the case of virtue, and the relationship of virtue to religion, I do think that there is a necessary relationship because virtues, what are virtues? Virtues aren't physical things that you can pick up. They're not like fruits, rocks, or books uh, that just lie around. They are more metaphysical. That That is to say they're non-physical, but they are uh, things that are important to us, that they have a, a degree of reality to them. And the way that you can explain that is through religion. And different religions explain it in different ways. And uh, I, I say that some religions explain it better than others. Uh, but th the point is that this is something that gives us virtues. And these virtues are then things that we hold dear. These are things that we want to conserve. We want to conserve the love uh, inside of families. We want to conserve the sense of justice that people have. We want to conserve the uh, respect in a healthy society. And, and these are virtues and, and these are things that are important for conservatives. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting when I, uh, when I stopped calling myself, I didn't call myself a conservative for very long. Uh, once I got, got into the hierarchy thing, I just started calling myself a right winger, like I said a minute ago. Um, and one of the reasons for that, well, I mean, one of the ways I would expound upon that is because when see, people say they're a conservative, in this day and age, what they mo when you say, what are they going to conserve? They mostly mean the Constitution or American values. And I said, if there's going to be anything that's conserved, it's going to be biblical values. Like, shouldn't we be trying to strive for the Bible um, as a document rather than a con rather than the Constitution or the Bill of Rights or the Declaration of Independence? But, 
you know, what I like that you're doing, you're very well read on the Bible, um, and, but you're, you're kind of deducing it to more universal principles. I mean, the Bible is universal. It's God's word, but you're, you're, you know, so you think things like respect, uh, love, do you think these have a, you know, uh, a cross-cultural definition that can be uh, agreed upon? Um, I, I don't think that they can necessarily be agreed upon, but I think that they can be understood. Mm. And uh, for example, I, I know Muslims and they understand what these things mean. Yep. And they're, we believe they're made in the image of God just as we are. And uh, they live in this world and, and there's a, a common grace that God has given to uh, all people to some extent where it, it, it says the, the rain falls on the righteous and on the wicked. Uh, that's a paraphrase. So if if that's a misquote, uh, don't hammer me on that. Uh, but uh, yeah, as, as you were saying, uh, philosophy, here, here's my book. It's pretty thin. The Bible. Massive. Very, OK, very, very. So big, yeah. I'm I'm not at all trying to uh, reduce that distinction. I'm just saying that when it concerns forming a government, that's not always a privilege we have, especially in America, where there's so many different religions mm -hmm. and so many different approaches. Uh, e even in early America, there was a, a large uh, Unitarian movement. And while Unitarians generally liked the Bible, uh, they certainly disagreed with uh people like Anglicans, Presbyterians, Baptists on what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And so having a, a hard uniformity in some ways is what caused such a, a massive conflict in history, the 1500s and 1600s, where many different groups who were ostensibly Christian began killing each other. Uh, yep. And, that's something that I'm glad is not happening today very much. I mean, recently there were places in Ireland, for example, uh, where you could say maybe there was some uh, inter, uh, at least nominally Christian uh, sectarian conflict. And that's something that as a Christian, I hope doesn't happen. Uh, and I'm very happy that we don't live in a society that is that way. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean that it'll be like that forever. Yeah. Perhaps a, yeah. a new religion will rise up. Perhaps old wounds will be opened up and yeah. we'll, we will once again be thrust into a, a big sectarian conflict uh, like the 30 years war in, mm. in Germany. Yeah. And hopefully that doesn't happen. And I, I think the wisdom of people like, uh, uh, Roger Williams in Rhode Island, uh, the founder of Rhode Island, who developed an idea of separation uh, of uh, not politics and religion, but of institutions, that is political and religious institutions that enabled the uh, America and many other countries to overcome something that could destroy them. And it's not mm -hmm. as if this is a uniquely Christian problem because the, the same thing happened uh, with the Romans the and the ancient Persians. They had different religions, some of which were 
not too friendly with each other, but they managed to make it work in a large country. And I think it's good to base your ideas of success on past success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So since, you know, we're, we're kind of going into the religion, you know, we've dabbled with the religion and politics thing, you know, separation of church and state, whatever that even, I mean, there's different types of separation uh, and, you know, but, you know, we can kind of tie that into the second point of order as well. I mean, so if order, you know, what is, you know, if order is the lack of chaos, you know, it's a structure in place. How do you, you know, what is your thoughts? I mean, you know, church and state separation of church and state is not in the constitution. Um, A lot of people say that they want it to be. A lot of people say that it's, it's separation of church and state is evil. And to what extent, of course. Um, So it's from an order perspective, how do you see the church or religion playing a role in, in the, just in American conservatism? What, What do you think the proper stance should be? Yeah. Well, I think that everybody who is religious should be very open about their religion and mm. they should work based on that religion. If mm. you compromise on your religion, which is the foundation for your virtues, you're liable to compromise on practically anything. Yeah. So I wouldn't trust a politician who holds a certain belief and is very explicit about that belief and then goes on to directly work against that. I also wouldn't trust a politician who isn't really open on how he reasons to the values that he holds, which would necessarily uh, require divulging his religion. So I think that religion is, in, in many ways, because of the fact that governments legislate and, and they decide to punish people for crimes. They, as, as the Bible says, they reward good and punish evil. Yep. Religion is, in many ways, necessary for a government to function healthily. Now, that doesn't mean that the religious institutions necessarily should have power over the government itself. But what I think this does mean is that politicians should be very open and explicit and honest about their religious views and should take good efforts to express them while also having the respect that in this country we have different religions and that for the sake of the peace of this country, we shouldn't be using our power to oppress other religions. Especially as a Christian, I don't believe that... uh, Forced conversion is yep. a, a, a real thing, uh, especially not in the Reformed tradition. I, I can't think of it being real in that sense. Um, and I think historically, a, a big disservice to the church has been the large-scale gathering of unbelievers among believers. And I think that that in many ways degrades the church as a Christian. And therefore, while I want to convert very many people, I don't think using the government to press the envelope is really helpful. Right. But as far as uh, Christian values, 
in being instilled in the government. I mean, if you, I mean, the government essentially is, is force. I mean, they have the, the right to do forceful things that the, the common citizen does not. And the private institution, uh, if it, you know, it, well, I mean, I guess if everyone converted, which, you know, that's kind of, I don't know, in a way playing that's God the, the myself. That's post-millennial viewpoint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, would not, you know, it would end up shaking out that America, that America or whatever country would be a Christian nation. I mean, you right here, yeah, this is the thing that it didn't surprise me, but you know, you said in your notes, it says you don't believe that America has ever been a Christian nation, but you know, but the vast majority of the founding of people were Christian. Yeah. But yeah. you mean as far as the leadership, right? Well, what, what I mean is that there's a difference between cultural Christianity and the church and mm. i i think that I, I i certainly have a lot of criticism for some of the more liberal founding fathers like jefferson and Payne, mm -hmm. who uh i i think at least would be considered heretics uh by the the major denominations if not complete non-christians so it, it, in that sense it's it's not uh it, it's not saying that a country that America has never been led by Christians. It's not saying that America never had a, necessarily a Christian majority or that there were Christians in control. What I'm saying is that as an institution, the country itself is not something that is convertible mm. in, in the same way that a stone is not convertible. Uh, and a, another point here is that just because a country is Christian one day doesn't mean it will be the next. Mm. So, uh, I, as a uh, reformed Christian, I don't believe that it's possible to guarantee the salvation of a person. So the salvation of one generation doesn't mean that the next generation uh, will occur now. Of course, there's some uh, more out there views on that among certain groups, but in my view, if we're say, asking ourselves, is the American founding particularly Christian? And I, I would say no. I, I don't think it is particularly Christian. I think a lot of it has more to do with uh, the Enlightenment values that uh, some of the founding fathers held. Um, I think some of the methods that were used uh, by certain people in, in the founding of this country were unethical from a Christian perspective, hmm. uh, just like some of the British methods were also unethical. So I'm, I'm not yeah. casting shade on, on one side here. It seems uh, like the founding of yeah. any nation is going to have some, you know, some on unchristian yeah, you know, it's, methods, it's right? Messy. Yeah. It's, it's messy. It's messy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not something that you can go back to the founding fathers and they're all saints. I, I don't believe that. Yeah. Uh, I, I certainly well, it seems like it, it seems like the using don't. the words, the word founding fathers is a little bit tricky. You have to separate it. Um, anyway, finish your thoughts. Sorry about that. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is if you go back to the 1770s, there's some things to like, some things not to like, and there are some ways in which there's a strong Christian influence. And I do acknowledge that. And I make that very explicit in the second chapter where I say that a lot of America's 
social uh, moral values are based on Christianity. But that doesn't mean that America is necessarily a Christian nation because of that, because there's a lot of atheists who also hold those same values and, and they're not Christians, even if they behave in some yeah. ways like Christians. And so I think saying that America has is a Christian country or was founded as a Christian country, in my view, is an exaggeration. Mm. Um, I, I don't hate people that say that. I just think they're wrong. Mm. Uh, and I think that going too deep into that line of reasoning can lead someone to mess up not only politically, but also uh, if, if they take it far enough theologically. Right. Well, I, I will say that I've said it for a time now, and but if you're disagreeing with me, that's going to make me think about it a lot because I uh, I respect your your line of reasoning and your your thought process on this stuff a lot. So I will definitely give the reconsidering portion a uh, a fair shake. You know, um, let's uh, let's talk about prosperity. I mean, do you, what does this mean? Do you mean material? I mean, that's the third. You got virtue, order, and uh, prosperity, that, and that being the third, you know, pillar of what American conservatives should pursue. So, what is uh, <clears throat> what what is that? And like, and you know, do you mean just material? Well, prosperity is ultimately you, you can equate it to success. Are you doing well? Oh. Are you increasing? Uh, are you being prosperous? And there's a number of different ways to define that, but I think. I think the the first priority should be virtue and order. If you're doing if you're doing well physically and you're being very wealthy, but you're not a, a very good person, you're not uh, you're not right with God, you're not uh, kind to others, then it, what use is your wealth ultimately in the long run? Yeah. And I think Jesus talks quite a bit about that. Uh, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, but the, the point is that material prosperity is something that's very useful. It's something that's desirable, but it's not the primary type of prosperity that is most important. And that is being virtuous and uh, being orderly. And then after that, you can get into that more physical prosperity uh, of getting your country uh doing well so hmm. yeah so i mean so success you know whether it be you know you and but it's like like you say it's it if you're not um if you're not acting in the right way in the eyes of god i mean this is on any institutional level right if you're not acting in an orderly manner and you're not uh you know pursuing morality and vir virtue not many of the material gains or success are going to come your way. So, it, you know, maybe I don't want to call it a byproduct, but, you know, you know, one thing that you uh, I just brought up on any institutional level and, you know, you write in your notes that, you know, that, that the family is political, um, <clears throat> that, you know, do you view the family as the most uh, as the the smallest political entity? And why do you why do you say the, the fan? I agree with you, by the way, I think any any time you're conducting any sort of policy or negotiation that you're entering a, a political the political realm you know in the loosest sense of the word well why do you write that and what do you mean by the the family is political well uh, of course i quote uh johannes alfusius uh on that but uh the idea that the family is political is and i think i think this is important because what, what is 
politics. Uh, ultimately, it's an interaction between different powers. So mm. children uh, have powers. Children are able to do things. Parents are able to do things. And parents lord over their children. Uh, now, they uh, obviously, they should do this in a good way and not in a bad way. And I'm not here to give a, 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 a seminar on parenting. But th the point is, family is in the experience of every person the most basic form of government that they interact with mm. and therefore it is a, a a sort of microcosm of society at large mm. and uh, of course you can go the theological route with a heavenly father and that that's also in, in a sense a family uh, or you can go a different route like uh, King James did in uh, the true law of three monarchs, uh, which is a book he wrote where he calls the, the king the natural father of his subjects. So, huh. so he views a, a country as a family in that sense. Yeah. But do you, ultimately, do, you, do, you, yeah. do you agree with that? Well, I, I think that there certainly are some analogous qualities, uh, which mm. is, the, the sense that they are both in a, in a way a sense of government and uh and we see historically that families can expand into tribes which then can become countries and they get larger like that mm. uh and, and of course the way that they're organized have to change as that happens because uh trying to rule based on ties of kinship eventually breaks down when you've got too many people right. uh but that, that is one way that governments form. It, it's just families growing and, and becoming bigger. So in, in that sense, some countries, that's how they started out. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's interesting how it, 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 it analogous, right? Yeah, that's kind of the, the word. And, and so, you know, can, you know, one thing I was thinking about when I, you know, if you're saying the, uh, the family is the, you know, basic, political your smallest basic political interaction do you think that the and we might get this might get a little heady philosophy but do you think that that the individual can have a political structure uh with itself uh with your a struggle with sin or something like that i mean if you're if you're observing god as your, the king of your as the lord of your life you know that's being in good standing for lack of a better word but what about your a person's relationship with with itself i mean it's you said it's any political I remember what your exact words, but any power struggle, any power negotiation, can that exist, you know, with an individual with itself? I mean, it certainly can exist from individual to individual you know, territory dispute. But what about the self? You're not, I, I, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, you're not really an individualist and I'm not either. But where, you know, what do you think about, you know, a power struggle with yourself? Is that a political interaction, like one's interaction with their own sin? Well, I write a little bit about it in my previous book, uh, although I, mm -hmm. I do mention it in passing uh, in, in the first chapter where I talk about uh, virtue within the individual or, or the self, the, the family, the community, and, and the broader society, that it, it is true that self-control is important. Now, it's not exactly a political relationship because it's not as if you have subordinates within yourself. Mm -hmm. You are a being. And uh, as a being, you are one being, and, and therefore 
controlling yourself uh, is a bit different from how parents control their children or from how the president controls the country. Right. Uh, so it's it's not exactly a political relationship, but it is certainly a relationship uh, in which there is a sense of justice and that this justice needs to be actualized in some way. And that mm. actualization is self-control. So, uh, for example, control over your emotions. You need to be someone that doesn't go out of control, someone that's not uh, unreasonably angry or uh, who's who doesn't behave inappropriately. And that's accomplished through self-control. Now, of course, providentially, uh, as Christians, we also have help. Um, and, of course, the help of God. But in a society, we also have the help of our neighbors, our families, and uh, to, to some extent, the government. Although, uh, typically, I would say we, we would certainly await a degree of escalation before we bring those guys in. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Await a degree of es escalation. I mean, so yeah, I mean, uh, that's so, some of the stuff I had written down, just stuff I was wondering about, like clarification and things I'd taken your notes on. I mean, so, you know, you write about uh, what, what is it? When, when you, I want to kind of want to talk about liberty for not maybe the remainder of time. Just want to clarify some things. You you write down how there's five different what forms of liberty that someone can. Yeah, sli yeah let me read some of your words here. I theorize five forms in which one may have liberty: slavery, citizenry, anarchy, tyranny, and deity. Um, and I, you know I I know that you're you know you're. Uh, certainly not a small government person, you know, um, I don't know how to c classify your political views. I mean, you have your own political ideology, coinism, uh, but you know, so you're, you're kind of an authority. People, most people would call you like an authoritarian. Would, do you own that label that you're, that you, uh, no, that you would say that. Okay. Uh, All right, so I, I, I would say my, yeah. my idea isn't big government. My mm. idea is for a lot of decentralization and mm. then, communities decide whether they want the government okay. to do a lot or a little. That's my okay. idea, generally speaking. Yeah. Decentralized, so, yeah. So de decentralized, and then communities decide whether they want to do a lot or a little. So so mm. in that sense, I'm a, a, a variable size government. Uh, right. As, so... But but just yeah. to, just to d tell me if I'm wrong. But on certain issues, on on certain issues, you would have the top level of government essentially of absolute power, right? Um. Well, I, I wouldn't say it's unaccountable. Uh, mm. I, I think I, I, I do believe in a Republican structure of government. Um, when I say that uh, the, the things I say that the central government does, I say it based on a line of logic. That is to say, if the government is under attack, if there's somebody attacking it, it needs to defend itself. And... And so I, I don't think that's an excessive thing to say. Um, I also think that uh, rebellion is generally a, a bad thing, especially in the case where in, in America you already have Republican institutions. Uh, e even if people question how effective they are or whether they're good, I don't think that alone justifies rebellion. So right. 
so I'm a, I'm a person that's critical of rebellion and who wants the uh, central government to defend itself and its people. I don't think that's that's enough to make someone an authoritarian. True. Uh, yeah. Because I I don't think that the government should have the authority to do whatever it wants. Mm. Uh, okay. And and I believe that they should be held accountable. Um, first of all, by God, uh, but also in in a case of republics as we have, uh, by lower levels of government and ultimately the people. So I. I don't think it's at all uh, accurate to call me an authoritarian. Okay. Uh, especially if you consider that my view is very similar to people like Hamilton, mm. uh, even if he doesn't say it in the same way that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's very, the one things I like about the way you think is, and I think this, I mean, I'm trying to rid myself of this type of thinking as well, is that one of the marks of being a modernist or being living in this modern or weak thinking even is just, you know, it's like this or that <laughs> binary thinking and not being able to get nuanced and talk about, you know, the details of a thing you just label and then move and then people label and move on. And I've tried to really you know, free myself from that with the help of God over the last couple of years. And maybe I'll have it down in a couple of decades or something like that. Um, so yeah, what, what I think we should do with the, the remainder of the time, I mean, we, we talk about this Liberty thing, but I got the table of contents open over here, but you know, what is your, I guess maybe we'll work backwards or whatever. You wrote this book to kind of, you know, speak to the conservative audience and, um, to define conservatism and what would you what would you have the American that that identifies as conservative do, you know, other than read your book? I, I, I assume you want anyone who is a conservative to read your book and take in these ideas. But, you know, why do you know, what do you think needs to be said in a shorter, shorter span than 150 pages to the American conservative? And what what you know, big ideas would you have them entertain? Well, I, I think a, a great thing that they can do is to vote for principled politicians, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is something that isn't happening, and also hold, hold their politicians to a higher standard. Okay. Uh, and, and if there are none, then perhaps run for office if, if you're a conservative, if there's nobody that's uh, really doing it. So in, in that sense, I, I think that that's a shortcoming in American politics right now, uh, a lot of people go for populism, but the problem is populism doesn't really give you uh, principled politics. What it gives you is lowest common denominator. Yeah. And that's not really going to be enough uh, for the country if uh, it uh, is going to overcome future problems because you need to have consistently good leadership over long periods of time. As Machiavelli said, uh, that through a succession of two good leaders, Macedonia conquered all of Persia. Wow. So Philip II and Alexander the Great, they conquered big. But a succession of two bad leaders can lead an empire to collapse uh, inversely. So what's important politically is to consistently get good leadership 
And you're not going to do that by simply going for whoever's popular at the time. You need to actually look at the politicians. And if they're not good enough, you need to demand better. Mm. And and that's something that's not happening. A lot of people right. are either too interested in party politics. They're too interested in trying to uh, get into office that they're not concerned about. Is this actually good for the country? Mm. Um, and th- here, here's where I put a criticism. Okay. And I know this might be controversial with some members of the audience, but if you look at Donald Trump, okay, and I know a lot of people probably have very good ideas about Donald Trump, and he's uh, certainly better than Joe Biden, Yep. but he's not really a conservative himself. He's more incidentally conservative rather than someone who more organically came to that position and so in in that sense i would really like if somebody would step up Mm. that could really better fill that because if, if we look at american history and we see the course of history pretty soon there might be an opportunity to get a two-term president who will really redefine and reshape America. Mm. And it would, wouldn't it be great if instead of someone like FDR, uh, it were a conservative. And I, I think that that's really what I'm hoping for. And unfortunately, a lot of people are too busy looking into, can we win? Can we get, uh, who's the most popular we we need to back trump for a second term when instead you should be looking at it from a perspective of who's the best person for the job and we need somebody to step up and mm. i i don't hate trump okay i i don't think he's the worst president let, let me be very clear on that i think he's mediocre which i i suppose is the most minority position there is because people either think he's great yeah. or they think he's terrible. I think he's Good mediocre. Point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is great compared to the past few presidents we've had. So it's still a huge improvement, but it's, in my view, just not quite good enough. And, mm. and we really need to uh, up our game on that. Okay. So yeah, just a, a question or two about that. Um, and you know what? I'm now remember, remembering you. Uh, you responded to a tweet of mine about this same thing that I just didn't even respond to that I should have. But I'm glad I have you on to talk about this. Um, so my question that I was gonna um, that I was gonna bring up on Twitter, but I'll bring up now is you know, 2024. You know, in my opinion, one side is gonna win. I mean, I think that how most people feel, whether that's this is true or not, I do feel this way, but it might not be true that we're essentially in a zero-sum game where one of the two parties are going to win and you know if you if you go i'm not a populist i'm not i'm opposed to populism i agree with everything you just said about the the um lowest common denominator thing and i would like a person that's qualified for the job but if the person isn't popular and if they don't have money then they're not going to win um now that might not be true but and you, I'm open to your any ideas about whether that's true or not. But what do you have to say about the zero sum? I don't know if the right right word is you know game theory. 
you know, where it's like, you know, one side is going to win. There is going to be a president. If it's not a popular person, it's just going to be the other popular person. Both of them are, or neither of them are extremely qualified. I, I agree as well that, um, that Trump is not a conservative in, in that sense. He's just not a conservative. He's essentially a liberal, um, in, in my opinion. But he is the guy for the moment, given what I think is going to shake out. Uh, what do you say to the, you know, that the, the zero-sum, you know, game theory, if I'm using the right word, argument? Yeah, what do you have to say about that? Well, the, the, the reason why we got into this mess in the first place um, is because our electoral system declined since the 1820s. Mm. So what happened is states decided to implement popular votes and they decided to give the parties the authority to decide who gets to have uh, to, to choose the electors. And then the electors would be expected to vote based on the party. Um, and I checked the laws of all 50 states and that's how it works in all 50 states. Now, of course there's minor differences here and there. Yeah. And I think that that has caused a marked reduction in the average quality of presidents since that time period. Now, that being said, so one thing we can do is electoral reform, revert the electoral college, uh, back to the way that the uh, founders intended it, as, as you read in the Federalist Papers. Another problem is population growth. Um, and I don't take it in the, pro in, in the sense that population growth is a bad thing, as, as some people do. The, the problem is that our political system isn't structured right for population growth uh, mm. to the degree that it has been. So uh, Alexander Hamilton uh, talks about how... Uh, each uh, jurisdiction, uh, each congressional jurisdiction should have somewhere around uh, 20 to 30,000 people in it. Nowadays, they have hundreds of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the system which he designed, which was intended to avoid uh, some of the situations that we are in right now, hasn't really stood up to the test of time. So we need to figure out a way to fix that. Um, now that being said in the short term, I think that short-term alternatives to Trump, it's not hard. Okay. Um, back in 2016, out of the Republican candidates, Trump was considered to be one of the one that was polling the weakest against Hillary Clinton. Mm. Uh, now, of course, that changed after he, he won the primary. Uh, he, he really managed to galvanize the base. Yeah. But until then, there it really was up in the air. So the, the, the thing is, there are other people. And again, my problem isn't the question of whether Trump is controversial uh, or not. That's not really my problem. I don't care if a politician is controversial. What I care about is uh whether they have the values to back that mm. so who's the main person that people are considering as an alternative to trump and that's ron DeSantis, uh, the, mm. the governor of florida and he has quite a few credentials he's uh he's a founding member of the freedom caucus um which 
is uh, so, some people might think that's uh, a, a bit liberal, but compared to Trump, certainly not. Um, and he's, in my view, been a lot harsher on some issues and more consistent over long periods of time, which is one thing that I think is, is really important, consistency. And I think that that's something that uh, a lot of people forget that Trump really changed his positions very frequently on a wide range of issues yep. uh, through 2016 and, and, and 2017. And, uh, and, and that's not, not of course, uh, counting his, his previous party switch. Uh, so if we were to ask who's, who should be the conservative choice between DeSantis and Trump, the answer is DeSantis because DeSantis uh, e even if he's not perfect, uh, as no one is, no one's perfect, he's certainly conservative, unlike Trump. Uh, now, that being said, I don't hate Trump. I think Trump has done a lot of good things. Um, however, I think that Trump should have the good sense to perhaps pick a different position in government, like Secretary of State. Uh, because I think Trump was actually quite successful uh, in some areas of foreign policy, making a lot of peace deals and, and things like that. Mm. So the, the, it, it's not as if I, I want to get rid of Trump uh, from politics. I just think that he perhaps should focus on what he's good at and perhaps let somebody else uh, take a turn at the presidency, especially considering that in my view the best person should always win that's my view and i don't mm -hmm. think trump is the best person right and when you say best you mean they they're print well, first of all you said they're principled right you know we go yeah. back a couple minutes 10 minutes to go, saying what should the american what can the american conservative do in in your view vote for someone principled if there's not someone principled to consider running themselves or you know try to convince someone principled to uh to run and you know and you so principled and what what else you know you might have already said it but you, so best for the job just has the best policies is the is the most consistent is the most principled um any, anything else that you would consider under the realm of best well a a, a a big idea is consistency um having an a, a strong ideological position is is a good one there's a a wide range of things. I don't think it's something that uh, is necessarily uh, strange for people. I think most people know what you mean when you say somebody who's good at the job. So mm -hmm. not only experience, consistency, virtues, yeah, uh, an understanding of uh, how the country works, and I'm not saying Trump doesn't have any of these things. I, I certainly do do believe that he has them to some extent. Uh, but uh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so what if what if you know what if they squared off in the uh, um, in the pre in the GOP primary and Trump won? I mean, would you? Would you uh, support Trump in that case, or what would be the thing that? Well, the, the problem there? is. Uh, you remember back in 2020, uh, we were looking at his second term agenda and mm -hmm. I complained it was far too left wing. 
Yep. Uh, I even called him a pinko. Okay. So yeah, what is that? That, that that's a uh, p- perhaps an, a bit of an exaggeration. Uh, <laughs> but I. I think, explain what that is, even if it is an, okay, an exaggeration. Okay, explain okay. what that a, is. Yeah. A pinko is an old-timey way of saying that somebody has communist sympathies. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and obviously, I, I, I said that in jest. I, I wasn't serious. I'm, yeah. I, I don't think Trump is a communist. I don't think he's a, a hardcore socialist. I just think he's a lot more left-wing than I would tolerate mm-hmm. uh, when when voting for someone. Okay. And do you think, and so, and so, yeah, back to the question though, like if, if it, if they, if you won the primary, what, what would your, your, your take be? I mean, are you, uh, you know, are you an abstain from vote vote? Do you view that as a, as a, um, a good route at, at ever like just um, not voting? My, my view when I vote is I take a look at who's on the ballot, who's, who's running for office. Okay. And I vote for the best candidate on the list regardless of what party he's a member of yeah gotcha and so yeah so the so that could mean the republican candidate it could mean an independent it could mean constitution party it could be anybody Mm -hmm. um i now of course i i do have a a baseline standard i'm not going to vote for someone who i don't think is going to be good at the job or someone that uh, I, I think is going to work against uh, my interest. Um, but for, for example, in uh, 2016, I voted for Daryl Castle, who was the Constitution Party candidate, because I, I thought he was out of the candidates that were on the ballot, the best candidate there. Mm. okay and 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 so so yeah again i mean just to force your, your answer or whatever would you would you support trump if if it was hit just him versus biden i mean well it, it depends on what he's running on what his policies mm. are uh mm. trump can change I, I i sincerely hope trump becomes more conservative i i really do hope that yeah. and if he does i will vote for him 100 percent. okay let me let me make that exceedingly clear I just don't think that he has been conservative. Uh, and and I'm sure you understand that. Um, and that's why I don't think that he's meeting the standard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, so what else for the Americans conservative? I mean, you know, I, they, I'm welcome them. I mean, so, well, I mean, just, uh, you know, I'll get you to plug your stuff at the end here there, but you're, you're, you've re- finished this book, but you haven't published it yet. So people can't really buy it online, right? Uh, uh no, it, it's, it's not published yet. I've gotten yeah. in contact, uh, with a publisher and mm-hmm. it will be, uh, coming out soon. Uh, if people are interested in it, uh, feel free to, uh, email me on on the email there and mm-hmm. i will send you a message when it's out 
Okay, and and so what else? You know, you, so you got your stuff linked uh, below in the show description. You got Frank in the chat right now, uh, linking your YouTube channel. I mean, I, I welcome you guys. I mean, we do have some people, you know, criticizing you in the chat right now, and um, it's nothing we haven't brought up yet. I do welcome you to watch Anavaltus's videos online, um, and you know, keep an open mind. I think there's a really clear thinker. I mean, we can disagree. It's mostly, you know, it got hot once you started talking about, uh, you know, not supporting Trump, which is normal on this. Yeah, channel. and I don't, pretty, I don't talk about yeah. that. In the book uh, yeah yeah so this is very it, yeah nothing to do with a book right exactly um but yeah so what other big picture stuff do you think that you know the american conservative family or um the individual other than voting the i mean community. how can they yeah uh, the community how, how can they how what what, else, what other actions do you think that the american conservative should do in, in their own lives to, to kind of think more in line with what you see is the point of your book well uh i i think the communities should have more power in, in what they do or uh, what they choose not to do. Uh, I think that as this country is growing, the states themselves have become as large as the whole country was yep. when it was founded. Right. So in that sense, political life, in my view, should be centered on the community. Uh, hmm. So you like this decentralization? See, I mean, I think that that this should this should be more popular in this country. That you know, you 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 when we've talked before, you you know, again, you, you're not an authoritarian, but you know, you think that government should have authority on every single level, but you really think that authority should be decentralized. That I think that should be more popular. Why do you think it? Why do you think it isn't? Like most people are populist. The, I mean, makes sense because whether it's left wing or right wing. You know, populism is the pop popular like where we live in a democracy. You know, that's what mob mob rule or po populism kind of is. Why do you think decentral decentralization is not more popular? Um, the the reasons are a wide variety. Um, one is that it's not good for the parties because mm. it means that it's it's harder for them to garner loyalty because they can't make as many promises um another one is that it gives less power to bureaucrats that come on top it uh reduces their ability to engage in patronage uh and uh, nepotism uh, it's also bad for um monopolies because it means that they need to be able to provide something specific to a community that allows them to uh, gain a foothold in there uh, rather than making big deals, uh, which is one way that uh, they can prosper is by making larger deals uh, rather than having to deal with uh, smaller communities. Mm. Yeah, it's like they want to make like score the big win and you know it's like people i don't know people are in this thing of playing for keeps and i i can't disagree entirely you know because i do think we're in a zero-sum game and uh you know i wouldn't be mad if if desantis was uh was president but i just think that he can't win in the way of trump and so it's it's what i'm saying is it's easy to get caught up in the big win thing because that's i don't know it's like a momentum you know it's like the tidal wave of you know big bureaucracy you know big you know pendulum swinging and people to like you know settle down be humble and think about their community and their family it's it's hard to it's hard to hard to do it's hard to change your mind i guess is what i'm saying um 
So, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, anything uh, we, you want to cover before we uh, get you to plug your work? This will be uploaded as a podcast. Well, any, any closing thoughts you want to want to leave us with? Um, well, I'll say for some of the people criticizing me, um, I you, you don't have to agree with me. I I don't mind if people disagree with me. I'm I'm used to it, but because I disagree with most people, uh, the the fact that I just happen to be much more strict on what I consider to be conservative than other people, and, and what I consider to be politically acceptable than other people. Uh, you know, it happens. So, yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, tell us what you know. Like I said, this will be a podcast, so you got everything link- linked below in the show description. But why don't you tell people how to find you online and uh, you know where to you know any your YouTube channel, all that good uh, closing stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I, I do have a YouTube channel, um, uh, called Anavultus, as uh, you you might be seeing. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter, Gab and Truth Social, uh, at Anavultus. Um, and I also uh, believe that you linked to the store on Taurus Necris uh, that has uh, my previous book and uh, pretty soon my upcoming book. And uh, if people have questions about my book, feel free to email me. Uh, I'm happy to answer any questions right now. All right. Sounds good. All right. Great talking to you. You know, um, yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> you obviously don't take it personally, the disagreement and things like that, but I, that's why I like you as a philosopher and a political thinker. You're able to field, you know, disagreements and things like that. So have a fantastic day. We'll see out, see you out there on the interweb and I'll have people subscribe to your channel. Okay. Okay. All right. Take care. Nice talking to you. All right. Sweet. And Voltus, everybody. I think he's a clear thinker, you know, that's, you know, that's that's just me. You got some savages in the chat over there. We need to talk, guys. I gotta keep, I gotta discipline you guys. All right, let me share the system audio. Put some music on. Cool down a little bit. I beat the virus. I beat the virus. They you. tried to give me the virus. <laughs> they tried to give me the virus. Y'all get triggered about Trump, man. <laughs> Look, I'm a Trump supporter too. Dude is a liberal though. I still support him. Trump is definitely a liberal. He is liberal. I still support him. I mean, like, I I like him more than than DeSantis, but... Y'all get triggered, man. I was laughing at the chat. Daddy needs to spank you. You know, Daddy, y'all need a timeout over there. Salty's on at 7.30. Thank you, Frank, for for uploading this stuff. Love this dude, Kindred Spirits. I like Anavaltis, man. He thinks clearly about stuff. It's not about like necessarily disagreeing or whatever or agreeing. Might be wrong. Says we've been trained to believe democracy is good and majority rules moral. This is by design. Many such cases very destructive. I agree. <laughs> Yo, we could have had so many winners today if I just would have fielded the chats during the interview. I like Anavoltis. I'll vouch for him. I beat the virus. Anavoltis, please support me. <laughs> I don't know why you don't like me. He's like, he literally doesn't hate Trump, man. Someone was like, he clearly hates Trump. I don't even think Anavoltis is a Republican. How can he be a rhino when he's not even a Republican? 
he's like a hardcore reformed Baptist imperialist, man. <laughs> like, you can't box Anavaltus in, man. He's a good guy. <laughs> oh, I agree with this, by the way. Tammy says this is nothing to do with left or right. It's to do with good and evil, and evil is destroying our country and our children. I agree with that. That's one of the reasons that it's like, I don't know. It's like there's a, I don't know, it's weird. There's like a spiritual aspect to why I think Trump, am I just superstitious? I think Trump is the man for the hour. Am I just thinking emotionally? I like Anavaltis. He's German born, but he's, I mean, like, it's like, what do you think America is? Uh, what do you think American is? He's not from America. He's German born, I believe, but he's lived here for like, I think 25 years or something like that. Then he must be, yeah, then he must be Democrat. It's like, yeah, the binary thinking of your, your, your standard Westerner. Man, I was feeling like crap when this, this uh, stream started. I had a fever. And the only prescription is more Anavoltus. Subscribe to his channel. He's got really interesting stuff. There's almost zero issues that he hasn't touched. I really like the way he thinks. Because one of the reasons I call myself right-wing and not conservative is because I believe in, I'm about hierarchy. I mean, if you're conserving God's hierarchy, yeah. I mean, I like, I mean, his book is good. He gave me an early copy. I'm about, yeah, like I said, three chapters and, the, and I read the notes in the outro because it gives an overview of stuff. Dang, Frank, you're telling Frank that I think Trump's a liberal? Oh my goodness, Tom Dukes. Oh my gosh, how is Frank going to ever cope? How is one of my best friends ever going to cope? How are we going to cope? Trump 2024, then we move on. I kind of agree with that. We're in a special time. Yeah, who are the ones that were like, you know, Dr. Mordecai? That dude was unhinged. Radical right-wing Republican. Dude, who cares about democracy, by the way? Yeah, this guy was just trolling people. He's like, bye. Dude, but what does that even matter? What, what does that even matter? What is, what is your argument? You don't know how. We have a winner, by the way. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Okay, so why does it, what is 27, P, are, you're a Democrat. You're a Democrat. You're the one bringing up how many people are in a, in a chat as an argument. Like, so what? What's your argument? Why is Trump not a liberal? The fact that I have 20, 27 people in the chat. I'm not in that game for this. Like, if you think I'm in the game for that reason, you don't know me. Who cares? I liked him too, Insidious. It's like the eighth time I've talked to him on air. We've had some really good chats. Okay, but so you're MAGA all day, but you're using mob rule as an argument. So what's your point? What's your point? LMAO, I'm MAGA all day. You're probably a liberal. I will say that right now. Most MAGA people are liberals. They just don't know it. They're liberals from the early, they're early 90s liberals, just like Trump. I'm MAGA all day, too. I'm a try. I think Trump should win. I'm a hard, I'm a ride or die Trump supporter. But that doesn't change the meaning of words. You know, the meaning of words doesn't just update every five, every five years. So what's your argument, bro? 
you you've argued like crap for an hour i've been i've been reading everything that you've been saying i we agree with each other on a lot i believe it would be a wasted vote waste your vote on someone you know is gonna uh, gonna win just you know fe, you know feminine followed by feminine sarcasm okay can't blame you um but it's like no i do agree with you with the game theory thing that's why we need trump i don't think DeSantis can win so you just you're just an idiot then okay i'm not talking about the year you so you're just an idiot is what i'm saying you were born in 79 that's not what i'm saying i'm saying a 90s era liberal so you're just an idiot <laughs> so you're just a dummy <laughs> oh man pro-gay pro-populism pro-big government spending i mean the last one that's not really the pro-big government spending that can be both conservative and uh and liberal but you're just an idiot. <laughs> oh man, I love when we find a winner. It's one of my one of my favorite parts about it. It's one of my favorite parts of Correct Wing Weekly. It's not an episode of Correct Wing Weekly. I'm born in '79. It's like if someone says they're a Goldwater Republican, you know, it's like I was born before Goldwater. <laughs> I'm a JFK Democrat. I'm younger than JFK. <laughs> do you know how to talk about politics at all they say i'm a clinton republican or a clinton democrat i'm older than bill clinton <laughs> oh it's so funny dude i love it i love when we find a winner it's one of my favorite things sub to anavoltus please i see he gained a couple subs which also makes whoever we're talking to wrong i don't see durr. I don't see I don't see your subs going up. Frank, thank you for putting Anavoltus's link in the chat. I really appreciate that. He's almost at 500. Let's try to get him to 4 to 495. People do not know how to talk smack on the internet. I want to highlight this guy. No, this is this is going to be safe for my channel cuz my two Tim Pool's music sucks videos are are blowing up right now. People just don't know how to smack talk. They don't, they, uh, I guess they never played basketball. Um, big government spending is socialism liberal. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. But I mean, can't you spend big money on stuff that matters? I, I guess you're right. You're, you're not wrong about that. Subscribe to Katie Zed as well. Katie Zed made the fantastic thumbnail for today. I was born in 79. I'm not a 90s liberal. That was shockingly dumb. <laughs> I, was, I was shocked by that. Let's get him to 500. Yes, a couple people subbed Anna Voltis, man. 94. Let's get him six more. I know there's that not that many haters in the chat. Frank, where you at, Frank? Where you at, Frank? Let's get him six more before the end of the pod. <laughs> You're a bum, bro. You probably live in your mama's basement. <laughs> yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, it, like, okay. Liberal, yeah. Big government spending is liberal. Yeah, it's financially liberal. But almost like what I've been saying lately about this is, uh, that I don't even involve the economics in the right-left spectrum, but that's not what we're talking about. We're about talking about liberal and conservative. 
Yeah, I got to modify my thinking a little bit. But do you think there's po- there, it's possible to have conservative big spending on stuff that matters? Um, I'm trying to think of what it would be for you. Might be wrong. Bulldozing every abortion clinic. Conservative or liberal? You know, increasing taxes for one year to bulldoze every single abortion clinic. Conservative or liberal might be wrong. <laughs> How can I be a 90th liberal? I voted for Bush. That's an interesting thought experiment right there. I took the vi- I I beat the virus. Spending more than you have is never conservative. I called you illiterate last week. Well, so I'm, you know, part of the part of the banter. I don't remember that, but I'm sorry. You clearly aren't illiterate, but because you're you're speaking in full sentences, I don't remember that. You got to understand that I'm on air about 25 hours a week, and so and this is always a thing. It's always a thing on this show. It's it's like always a thing, you know, going to battle. So don't take it too personally. You can do it privately funded for less, but what if you can't? What if you? What if we can do it in? A, you're, you're just a, clearly a small. You know, you're not a big brained big idea guy like me. I took the virus. There's a lot of great people on both sides. Lots of great people on both sides. I know Ariel. He's a great person. He couldn't vote for me at the time. Now he can vote for me once he gets out. I love Snoop Dogg. Double G, great person. So do you love Death Row Records? I love people Death Row. I love Death. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Fake news. I love Death Row. What's your favorite Death Row record, uh, uh, Mr. Trump? All of them. Uh, <laughs> all of the Death Row records. Don't try to pin me down. I see what he just. Excuse me. Fake news. Excuse me. Fake news. Fake news. They tried to give me the virus. <laughs> I beat the virus. Why is they trying to? They, they tried to give me the virus. Anna Volta says criminalize abortion everywhere. That's right. Still in the chat. We're trying to get to you to a five, to 500 subs today. Nice. 494? Come on. I know 24 of you got some. I know you got alt accounts. It's called We Do a Little Trash Talking. I agree with that. Just criminalize it. I'm trying to catch might be wrong in a, in a thought experiment. Economics is life. Spending more than you have is never conservative. But what if the whole system is fake like it is right now? Like, what, what if the debt is literally never going to go away? Isn't every single dollar spent by the entire government a dollar we don't have? Yeah, sub to Anavoltus with your alts, man. Maybe I, I, I got like eight accounts. So let me let me do this right here. I can I I might be able to get you to five hundred myself right here. Yep. I have so many channels. I'm just like an enemy of of the state here over over at uh Oh, I think I can get you single-handedly to uh <laughs> I think I can get Anavolta's single-handedly to 500. <laughs> Not so, oh, I ran out. Yeah, I ran out. Yep. It is what it is. I think I got you to 499. 500! Let's freaking go! Let's flip and go. Getting Anavoltis to 500. We love it over here, folks. We love it. 
We love it. We love it so much. Nice. <laughs> I beat the virus. It says, okay, so let's let's play ball here. I guarantee you if I put out a national fundraiser to destroy every abortion clinic, I could complete it with volunteer labor, donated equipment, and money. Yeah, it just needs the political will. Yeah. Not the political will to spend. I agree with that, by the way. You're a team player? Oh, I love hearing it. Let's get this man a boost. We must, uh, thank you, Kira see we must nullify our debt and what does that mean though you mean like default i don't know about enough about economics duke says we must nullify our debt and return to a silver or gold standard this is way above my pay grade because it's like i don't know how this gets done i mean if if the if the country itself is sovereign over its own money can't we couldn't we do that at any time I don't know anything about economics from that level, from that perspective. Yes, Anavolt is at 501. We love it. So what about KDZ? What about KDZ? Because KDZ is trying to get to 500, but the problem is she's got 110 subs. What is to nullify? How do you do that? On Do you just, like, wave a wand? You say that, you know, we're absolved, my son. Like, how does that work? What do you do? You do it through executive order. How does it work, man? All I need is the re political re uh, will to not restrain us. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's literally not outlawed nationwide. You know what I mean? So, it's you're you would probably be met by police. So to not restrain us. Yeah. I got Frank. You you don't have to do it. Uh, Renaissance. You got Frank in the chat doing it. So people sub to KDZ as well. KTZ, all one word. 113, let's flip and go. Yeah, I got to criminalize abortion, man. It's so evil. It's just wickedness. Everyone must pay 100,000 US dollars to a, a debt account? Yo, nah. No one, the mo most people don't have that money. That's just called tax. Everyone in the country, that's not going to happen, man. So that's that's not nullified. Is that, I mean, look, that's communism. Because you're going to take it, for, it's going to come from the rich, but it's not going to work that way. What's going to happen is going to be the richest people get have to pay for the people that can't. I mean, it's like 90% of the country doesn't have that. I don't know the numbers, but I mean, please. Default. Yeah, it's got to happen through non... You can't take money from people. It would... I mean, you can, but... You announce to the world that you would not be repaying your debts and say, cash me outside. I mean, that's how it's got to work, right? I took the virus. You guys want to do more articles? I mean, I'm down to stay around. Best memes. I don't like these memes right here. When people just uh, hop on the bandwagon and change their, their avatar... America mind in a single word. I was going to put him in a foot. <laughs> That's one of the funniest clips of all time. I was going to put him in a foot. And a foot. I was going to put him in a foot. I think some of this Biden stuff's on purpose. I was going to put him in a foot. I was going to put him in a foot. I was going to put him in a foot. I was going to put him in a foot. I was going to put him in a foot. I was going to put him in a foot. I was going to put him in a foot. I was going to put him in a fo
Correct wing is inevitable. Let's go. Let's go. So we got Anavoltis to 501. Watch his videos, though. Yeah, he's got some very interesting stuff. His abortion takes are so based, dude. Like, uh, Anavoltis is one of the most based dudes on abortion. I'll say that right now. Like, I w when I talked to him about I was like, dang. <laughs> this is when I was getting red-pilled on abortion. I wasn't like, I wasn't that red-pilled on abortion in 2019. I was, I mean, I was, I thought I was pro-life. But when we talked in 2020 during the Carl Emmerich streams, I was like, dang. I was like, that's based. And I just changed my mind in a second. Not everyone who can, can't pay goes into personal debt, huh? Not easy, but realistic. I'm just saying if they don't have the money, they don't have the money, right? That's all I'm saying. Everyone in the country. Everyone, everyone must do it willingly to save our nation, yeah. But what if they don't? The show goes on. I mean, because it's like if you're you're saying everyone must pay. I'm really interested in this. I'm not trying to talk smack or whatever. That that time's probably passed. Everyone must pay one hundred thousand dollars. But then they they don't. It's not must then because you're talking about persuasion. This is the the endless d dilemma with government. It's like it, the, the minute you say must, that means force. Enavoltis is literally a good human being. If, if dude, I you know I cherished our time at Applebee's. Me, me, you, and him at Applebee's. I was so in over my head though. I learned a lot though. I learned so much. That uh, that conversation with you know that conversation and the month or two before that and the month and a half after that is what made me like a reformed Christian, for lack of a better word. Liz, new poll says that Liz, Liz Cheney runs as an independent in 2024. 20, it would benefit Trump, not Biden. Why do people like her? Does, does anyone, is she grassroots? Is there any, you know, sizable population that likes her that isn't like a, a lizard person? Who likes Liz Cheney? Who, like, I'm trying to figure out who are the people that he likes. I don't think I can play this one. I got to play this one on the daily agreement. It has, it has to do with the jabby stabby. And at this point, it's just not even worth it. This is nothing to do with like, this is nothing to do with, uh, with the caption. Let, let's just watch this, uh, this clip from Fuentes, who I agree with on so much. We have to win at any. He, he explains the zero something really well here. We have to win at any cost. Us winning is always good, and them losing is always good. And that is the only thing that you need to know about politics. What is good for us is good. What is bad for them is good. That's what we need to know. There's nothing about this fairness or civility or the integrity of the procedure or yeah, following the rules. Amen on that. And I'll tell you why that is. It's because... and. In case you don't understand this, in case you've been living under a rock for the past three months or four years, we're in a civil war. And the people on the other side are not our compatriots. These are not friends of ours. These are people who have a diametrically opposite view for what this country should be on issues that really matter. 
these people on the other side, they don't just think that we should have higher taxes. They don't just think that we should maybe have a more internationalist foreign policy. They want drag queens in public schools. They want to abort millions of babies post-birth, late-term. This is how I feel about it. I mean, this tribal thing is legit. I mean, they, they legit want to do these evil things, and it's like, it's not... I don't know. It's like, maybe I'm wrong. I'll think about it, but the, the seriousness of the situation is, is beyond who's the best man for the job. It doesn't matter to them. These people... Because... Yeah, well, if they had it their listen. way, would have you fired from your jobs. They would have you removed from social media. They would take away your right to vote. Look at what Barack Obama did when he was president. He stripped away conservative nonprofits, their nonprofit status. He went to gun manufacturers and bullet manufacturers and using the EPA, closed down their factories. Remember this? They have contempt for our way of life. They have contempt for us. And if they succeed, we will be wiped out, our country, our inheritance, our traditions, along with us. And that is why any kind of idea that we are supposed to show these people some kind of fairness or consideration or, or goodwill or good sportsmanship, we're not playing a sport, we're in a war. And anything that we offer them is a concession, it's a surrender for them to make our lives worse and for them to hurt our country and our children further. I agree with that, man. It's like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Again, I mean, every single time I talk to, to uh, I almost said Nick Flynn, uh, every single time I talk to Anavoltis, he makes me think, okay? Because I, I respect him as a thinker, and he's, he's red-pilled me on a lot of big stuff. So, but the zero-sum cold civil war, culture war thing, I think is the, that's what's going on right now, more so than, like, policy or... And Trump, in my opinion, is the only one that has the possibility of winning that and the possibility of, you know, redeeming himself in this uh, guy for the hour type type way. Again, always could be wrong. This is not a good look right here. Blake Masters, based candidate out of Arizona, scrubs his website's policy page of tough abortion restrictions. Not good. Backtracks on abortion, scrubs campaign website. Ugh. Masters, the GOP Senate, for, Senate, Senate nominee, Arizona, said on his campaign website that he supported a federal personhood law until Thursday. But does that mean he backtracked? Does that mean he scrubbed it from his website? Yikes. He's one of the better ones. You know, there are, you know, the 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 far right wing is, is coming. I mean, they got J.D. Vance, Marshall Taylor Greene, uh, Blake Masters, Carrie Lake. But she's pro-gay, man. When I heard her said that, I was like, why are people simping for her politics, man? Why are any right-wingers simping for, for pro-LGBT stuff? Makes no sense. Free lesson on how to not... I guess that this, you know, that issue, the abortion issue is the most heinous of our time, man. When is this from? Most people... This is from August 25th, 2022. We'll support common sense regulation around abortion. 
but Mark Kelly votes for the most extreme abortion laws. Like being being a populist on abortion, appealing to the masses on abortion, most people that call themselves pro-life are pro-life with exceptions, meaning in my opinion, pro-choice, you know, and most people are pro-life or straight up pro-abortion. So it, appealing to, it's just simple moral logic. He's like, even if you're the last person on earth, even if there's no people left on earth, right is right and wrong is wrong because God says so. In the world, we're talking no limits up until birth. Think about how crazy that is. That's more extreme than Western Europe. It's way more extreme. See, he's a pop. This is populist argument. It's like being like if if a thousand people jumped off a bridge, does a tree take a shit in the woods? You know and what like, Arizonans want. Look, I support I, I've, something about me tells me I got that saying wrong. Ban on very late term and partial birth abortion. <laughs> and most Americans agree with that. That would just put us on par with other civilized nations. Mark Kelly, the only countries that support his no limits extreme abortion policies are China and North Korea. I'm Blake Masters, and I approve this message. TIE Fighter incoming. Dude, dude, again, okay, so I'll ask the chat because, okay, let me get a good, I want something really close up. How old, don't look it up, by the way, and don't spill the beans for the people that know this because I've done this, this thing before. For the people that don't know, how old is Blake Masters? How, this is the same only civilized nation in the world without blank. Yeah, how old is Blake Masters? I mean, it's not as fun this time. We did this on my show. Um, but yeah, how old is Blake Masters? Don't look it up. Don't be a don't be a cheater. But how old is Blake Masters? One. Uh, well, I guess closest without going over, right? Life to the max already knows. Forty four, eighty seven. All my ignorance ruin everything. Do you know? Might be wrong. Well, I guess I'm, that's a bad. 40. Oh, you don't know. 45, 45, 40. And of Alta says 45, 40, 7. <laughs> Why does life to the max have to ruin everything? Let's wait a couple minutes. 45, 38. <laughs> this one shocked me. This one shocked me. Forehead looks mid 40s. Harvey says 17. Wait for maybe a couple more uh, people to weigh in. 33, says Kira. Blake Masters is 36, man. I thought he, when I saw him, I thought between 45 and 50. I was like, but he's 36. He just has that old face, and he's he's in shape. It's not like Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter is, I think, 36, and he looks... He, Brian Stelter just looks bad, okay? Blake Masters looks old. He's, he's 36. He's a year and a half older than me. He just turned 36. You know, it's weird because he's in shape. You know what I mean? Usually people are like a little bigger and that makes them look a little older. And like, I mean, my, I don't have a good hair like him. You know, I have a receding hairline and stuff like that, but I don't know. Is it the boyish, the boyish joy, the boy, the, jo the joyous, uh, smile and the, in the young worldview. Yeah. I, I said the same thing insidious, like 
36. He just turned 36, too. I was like, wow. <laughs> the cheekbones, the cheekbones look tired, it says. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I that one really threw me for a loop. Not good. Not a good look for DeSantis right here. Announces over sixty-eight million for electric buses and electric school buses to help lower emissions from diesel engines and meet modern standards for in infrastructure. <laughs> That's not going to be good. That's going to get used against him. I wonder if he's going to announce. You know, I mean, I I do agree. I mean, it would give him high profile to announce, right? But also, Trump, like the MAGA people, would hate him. So I don't know that for that reason, given that Trump is 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 going going to run, and if he does against Trump, and then he wins against Trump in the primary, the mag a, a, a big part of the MAGA base is going to hate him forever. I don't know, man. It's not. I, it's not like right that it's not about who's best for the job all the time. It's not right. I don't know about morally right. Maybe it is immoral. But is, is it? This, it's just the system we're in. I don't know. It's my raccoon DNA. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Republicans want the votes. You mean from the Democrats on this one, or are you, are you commenting on something else? It's unfair to force a truck driver to pay, pay a loan for someone who got a PhD in gender studies. Yeah, I mean, it's not right. They just need to write to just, I think that what might be wrong said about all debts, we just need a jubilee, man. Just all of it. It's never getting paid off. So just jubilee that boy. Cash me outside. How about that? DeSantis torches Biden's student loan plan. I'm getting a little sick of the, gender studies argument underwater lesbian dance theory it's like yeah we know i just don't when when jokes get played out it's like you know 2015 called and wants its jokes back the pentagon <laughs> the pentagon ought, ought to tap the largest pool of available talent foreigners <laughs> ah, i want a nation what are we doing F.U. Fauci, Megyn Kelly, unleashes unyielding fire on Fauci after he put... Look at this stupid headline. I don't want to see this. He sounds like... How long is the full thing? 19 minutes. She's still around? Good riddance. No, 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 no. 2018, yeah. I'm just on a higher level, bro. I'm just on. I like I like Mark Dice. Yeah, Mark Dice is pretty good. I don't watch him that much. I watch only two or three people. You know, I only have time to watch two or three people. Yeah, I'm just on a higher existence than might be wrong. You know, what's what's it gonna, I was gonna say might be wrong watches all my shows, but he uh, he's usually behind by several years, so. It's not surprising that my 2015 is your 2018. I'm just on a higher level of existence, bro. Trump fan who assaulted Capitol cops with a Trump flag and a billboard on January 6th gets over three and a half years in prison. Look, 
everyone knows I was at January 6th. Everyone knows I got arrested and I'm, you know, I, I got, I got sentenced and stuff like that. I went through that whole ordeal. So I'm not, but I'm not going to pine on how much jail time or what the punishment sh should be for a person like assaulting people. Let's assume this guy's not a fed or whatever, but this is like, you're a dumb, dumb. If you attacked people, I, I was not even, it was not even a thought of mine. This who house who's this is where I think that like people as sovereign. This is what I really agree with Anavoltis on. Not necessarily like just using this as a microcosm for like right wing is to believe in hierarchy. If you believe in hierarchy, you don't you do not believe that like the people are like sovereign. That doesn't really compute. And I think the people as sovereign is what results in this like entitlement of like our house. I know in our system it does say that the people are sovereign, but it doesn't really work that way. Even if you say it in your documents, it doesn't, it is not in fact the people are sovereign. How does that even work? This is our house. We paid for it. I've been saying this stuff, and if this is a left-wing talking point, you know, whatever, call me a lefty. But I've been saying this since I was a liberal. It's like, you know, that's my road. I paid for it. It's like, no, you didn't. You play. You paid a part in it. But you don't, because you paid your whatever thousand dollars a year, you don't own the road. I mean, do roads have owners? Is it the people? Who are the people? It doesn't logically compute to me. And it's like, if you attacked someone that day, I don't know, like assault is assault. I mean, and look, this is a guy who's a, who's there, you know, agrees with things about what their viewpoints are. I'll just put it that way, given that I'm not on my own channel. But... It's like if you're attacking people at all, and you know, I feel the same way about the cops, by the way. If the cops are like attacking people, that's assault and that should be treated as such. But I, in my opinion, the people that like attacked people that are, is, it comes from this, this democratic, I don't know what the right word, this peep, this popular sovereignty idea, which I just disagree with. This becomes like, we're going in there because it's our house. Like, is it though? Is it though public property complicates everything? I know it's a disaster. And these people, when they've spent this much time in their life buying into the idea that like they own the things they pay taxes for, that's it's it's like in it honestly, it's kind of insanity to me. How? What percentage? They were defending. Now that's that's a, if they were defending themselves, then my my argument is moot, right? If they were being attacked, that's something a little bit different. But uh, what I'm speaking out against is this mentality and these cliches. They're like, "That's our house. We're going in." It's like, okay, man. It's like I didn't go into the there because it's my house. I went in there because I'm doing a job. I'm a live streamer. I'm a you know a shitlord documentarian. So, I mean, I haven't reviewed all the footage. Got my own, you know, footage to review. Did I see any of that on the east side? I don't think I saw any of that. The stuff where the, the side where the, the stuff really went down was the west side. That wasn't there. Ah, we'll do this one another time. Ah. Joe Rogan says vote Republican. No one who is alive today had ever experienced a true pandemic. And I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to, you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So what do you tell those people? 
Vote Republican. <laughs> Good. Good. That's what a lot of them are going to do anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. No, but you influence millions of people. More than a million Joe. people transferred over to the. A lot of them aren't going to either. And so, you know, and this is another thing that I disagree with the partisan thing on. I don't vote Republican because I'm a Republican. I vote Republican because Democrats are pro-abortion. That's the main thing. It's that the social moral issues, Democrats and I just don't line up on any of them and abortion is the chief of them. That's the main thing that will get me. It's not like I just will vote for any Republican, but I won't vote for a Democrat, man, because they 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 believe in baby murder, dude. Party. And that doesn't make me a partisan. That makes me pro-life. Uh, I think in 2021 alone. Find out what that number is. But, you know, you look at guys like Ron DeSantis who kept Florida open and, and had some pretty reasonable policies in terms of, like, what what to do about COVID. And, you know, he mapped it out on television. He was you know, widely criticized for this, where he was saying, like, we need to protect our elders. We need to, you know, make sure that medical care is available for, for those people and everyone else. You should be able to do whatever you want to do and protect your freedom. No one who. Yeah, I mean, I do believe it, it's it's more complicated than just vote Republican. But at the end of the day, it's it's like I just don't think you can be a real Christian I mean, like, and, and on the subject of abortion, which is a lockstep issue in the in, with Democrats, you can't, there's no pro-life Democrats left. So I just don't think, I don't think I can do it, but there's many Republicans that I won't vote for, but I don't want the Democrats to win. Can that be a motivation? You know, I don't know, man. <laughs> Hervey says, thanks, Joe. I'll try to remember to voot. Hope I'm not too high on weed and shrooms like you also recommend. <laughs> For the sheep, that's the accurate message. Yeah. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm not the most, like, I'm not the smartest man, but I know what life is. <laughs> I can't articulate it all that well. And I, I do operate a lot on instinct and on, by feel. And I don't think that's that bad of a thing. I think there's way worse things because you can get to this hyper, you can like intellectualize, and this is nothing against Christian thinkers or anything, but you can intellectualize yourself into pure Satanism. You know, you can, you know, if you don't leave room for the metaphysical, for the, the spiritual, for the supernatural, you can empiricize, if that's even a word, your way into being a Satanist. So I don't. I think there are worse things than, than operating a certain extent by feel. I just felt like voting. <laughs> to punish Democrats, vote Republican. Dumb logic, but typical. Yeah. COVID is not that. I mean, COVID's over, dude. So, like, we need, there's other things to galvanize people now. COVID was was pretty crazy anomaly. I mean, I took COVID seriously at the time. I still won't comply in anything, of course. But it's kind of flamed out. <laughs> oh, Greg Abbott. Today is uh, Ukraine's Independence Day. 
join me in uh, praying for the Ukrainian people as they continue their, fat, their, their fight for freedom and sovereignty. We've added the Ukrainian flag at the governor's mansion to so show our unity as they battle against Russian tyranny. Let me get some, uh, this is such a bad look. I'm just so anti-Ukraine. Uh, um, one quick thing that I forgot to do earlier is remember that this replay gets, uh, um, this, this replay goes away on a, um, let's be frank. So let me DM this to Anavoltis. Let me just type this up because I'm going to forget. Um, So remember, the replay stays solely over at the Last American Pubcast. That was a big sneeze. I'm glad I got to the mute button. This is the part where, of why we get along. We were created in the image of God, and that includes both our intellect and our emotions. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something to the feel part of things. Whether it's an emotion or whether it's just how it seems you know i don't know is that the same thing as an emotion maybe but yeah i mean it's like instinct is like i you know i learned to trust part of my instinct and part of my intellect but you can't fully trust the intellect is instinct an emotion what do you think about that is instinct an emotion because when you know it's it feels like you know Thinking with your emotions is most of the time a bad thing. Is instinct and emotion? Is your spidey senses or your vibe, the vibe you're getting, is that an emotion? Probably, right? <laughs> I swear, Life to the Max remembers every single thing about every show I've ever done. Texas stands with Ukraine. It's like, I just don't agree with standing with Ukraine, man. They're just the one of the most corrupt countries, and they're not even a real country. It's complicated. Like, because if it's an emotion, what emotion is it? It's not the, the instinct. It's not the emotion. The emotion is not called instinct. Wisdom and emotions, yeah. Or lack thereof. I mean, if your instincts suck, right, you know. Dr. Life in the chat. So, yeah, we got Anavoltis to 502. What about Katie Zed? Should we get some last-minute subscribers? Hey, Frank, uh, if you're here right now, bud, can you link these channels? Hey, Frank. Frank. Thanks, Frank. Please subscribe to Katie Zed and to Anavoltis. Frank is putting it in the chat right now. And... Uh, it would please me if you would subscribe to them. Watch their videos and things like that. Katie does true crime. She made the thumbnail for today, so I owe it to you. And Anna Voltus was our guest today. Hey, well, why do you need to put the link in the chat when you have Frank? Frank's locked in my basement. He's doing his job. I throw him down there with a couple tortillas, a couple enchiladas, and a computer for him to do that. 
We don't know the real details. Well, I mean, we know some. We know about the lead up to it. I mean, look, who knows anything about, you know, different parts of the world? I mean, other than what we're told a little bit. But I'm pro-Russia. I'm I'm opposed to Ukraine. That's just the big gay regime of the of the of the globalists, man. You like to see your unique URL. Oh. Aha. You like to see it. Oh, I just like to see it. Yeah, Frank. We're done, man. We're done, Frank. You can you can scarf down your final enchilada and and uh and join us upstairs. We know about the instigation. Yeah, man. It's I mean, I think that being pro you pro, you can be indifferent or you can be pro Russia, but being staunchly pro Ukraine is a little weird, man. It's it it it's it, and just even just calling it a sovereign nation, like why it can't even defend itself? It needs the it needs the help of the globalists to even do what it's supposed. To, you know, it's I don't think it's sovereign. Love you guys. Have a good one. You're against the Ukrainian and Russian governments. I feel for both people. Yep. Since we're leaving, I'm not going to even, uh, you know, don't want to open up another can of worms. I love you. Love you, love you, love you. I think Timothy is several minutes behind. He's like, might be wrong today. That was a long one. Have a good one, everybody. Love you so much. This is episode seven of what's it called? <laughs> Correct me weekly. I streamed uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. On weekdays, we got one tomorrow. If you want to check me out there, get over to Odyssey. I would welcome you to uh, subscribe to my Odyssey because uh, thanks, Frank. He, Frank's putting my uh, my Odyssey link in there. I appreciate that. Trying to grow it over there because I take my replays off of YouTube because we get spicy. I say gamer words. But if you want to watch on YouTube, it's at Ignoramus Media. So I'll link that as well. I mean, excuse me. Sorry. Frank will link that as well. Thanks, Frank. I really appreciate it. So follow my Odyssey. We're here every Friday. Ooh, no show next week. I forgot about that. No show next week. I'm going to be on the road. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to have time. I'm going to be doing a, uh, a daily ignoramus that day, but no correct wing weekly next week. There's only 20 people here, but I figured I'd tell you. I'll tell Frank to uh, put out a not notice as well. So have a good one. My name is Steven. I love you. God bless you. Getting baptized this Sunday, by the way. I'm excited for that. Have a good one, my folks. See you around.